millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. If you like hearing these stories of explosive revenge, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by That Bipolar Chick. Never underestimate a child's ability for revenge. When I was much younger, a few different people did inappropriate things to me on different occasions. One almost broke my spirit, but I got my revenge in the end. Being little and in fourth grade, there wasn't much I could do physically, but I bided my time. After being held out of school by my grandfather, who told me to put on a dress that was much too small and wanted me to sit on his lap, but a degree of inappropriate stuff occurred anyway. I felt dirty, degraded, but most of all, I was pissed. I threw myself even further into my schoolwork and waited. Tick, tick, tick. My father, who worked nights, was asleep in his room before his shift started. My grandfather and I were in the living room watching television, he in his recliner and I on the couch. He started making noises like a puppy was hopping on his stomach, forcing the air from his lungs, and vomited into a small trash can next to his chair. Then grabbed his chest and looked at me. Confused, I asked if he was okay. All he could say was, uh, uh. I knew from CPR training from the Girl Scouts that he was having a heart attack. I sat on the couch and held eye contact with him smiling. I waited and waited and waited until he fell unconscious and it was likely too late for anything to be done before getting my dad and telling him what was happening in the living room. Dad called 911 and the ambulance came to take the old man away and I was sent to the neighbor's house while dad followed the ambulance in his own vehicle. The old pervert died in the hospital and I had to play the tearful granddaughter at the funeral. I guess I wasn't a very good Girl Scout after all. Obviously, there was no excuse for what happened here and considering what did, I don't think you can really blame OP. You could play the should ya, could ya, would ya game, but when you've been through that much, specifically from one person, it's not a surprising decision to have been made. This next story is by Zibtara. New York City bar too expensive for Midwest man. In the early 2000s, I worked in an Irish pub on 2nd Ave and 9th Street in Manhattan. We were used to seeing Midwestern men on a business trip announce that they will get the bill, this one's on me, only to regret it when they see the bill, sticker shock, and realize that drinks in Manhattan don't cost the same as their local dive bar. Enter Ohio businessman, waitress, and me. So this group of guys comes in and starts ordering beer. One guy, Ohio businessman, announces loudly to order whatever you want. This tab is on me. So they rack up a tab of around $400 in just over three hours. When the bill's brought to Ohio businessman, he starts yelling about being overcharged. There is no way this is our bill. We didn't drink this much. I approach the table to try to help. I say, what seems to be the problem? Ohio businessman says, this witch is trying to overcharge us. She's trying to charge us for extra drinks. I say, what's the problem on the bill? He says, first of all, there's six shots on the bill. We never had any shots. I say, sir, there's six empty shot glasses on the table. He says, okay, maybe we had the shots, but there's no way we drink this many beers. I say, sir, there's six of you. You've been here for over three hours. At that rate, this bill says you and your friends have averaged one beer per 45 minutes. 
Does that sound outrageous to you? He says, uh, friends of Ohio businessman say, it's fine, let us pay. He says, no, I will pay. I say, okay. So he pays. He tips $7.37 because this would make his expense report total out to the closest $10. After this, waitress comes up to me to tell me he left his wallet in the booth. She's shaking. She tells me she wants to chuck it in the trash. I tell her to hand it to me. I'll take care of this. I take the driver's license out of the wallet, put it on top, and rubber band the lot. Keep in mind, government-issued ID equals free postage, and then walk up a block to the street and drop this in the USPS box. Ohio businessman comes back asking about his wallet. I tell him what I did. He goes off on me about what I'm supposed to do for money. My hotel key was in there. He even threatened to call the police, to which I responded, for what? Going out of my way to make sure your belongings made it back to you? He kept going on about how he had no money, no hotel key, no cards for the rest of his visit. I know he left before it ever occurred him to ask, how would he get on that flight home? If you were working somewhere and somebody just totally stiffed you and then they ended up forgetting their belongings, would you accidentally lose those? Or is that just a bit too much to you? Let me know what you would do in the comments down below. Our next story is by K1113rd. I'm fat, not weak. I would like to start off by saying that when I get angry, I get furious. My sister calls it Hulk mode, where I get huge doses of adrenaline. My rage does not mix well with the fact I don't mind watching people suffer. I'm not saying I'm a bad guy, I help people when I can. But if someone does me or someone I care about wrong, I enjoy their pain with little to no remorse. Anyway, onto the story. I'm pretty much the unofficial caretaker of my youngest sister, let's call her little sister. I'm 17 and she's 6. But as her big brother and me looking around early to mid-20s, I'm constantly mistaken as her dad. I always walk her to and from school. Her elementary school is about 3 blocks from the high school. I do schooling online, so there's constantly kids my age walking by our house. Now, I love my little sister more than anything in the world and I'm very protective of her. We love playing together and building snowmen in the winter. This is exactly when the incident took place. We live in Indiana, so we get some crazy snow. We're building a snow person family, while I, the big strong brother, would pretty much stack the snowmen on top of each other while little sister balled them up. I never leave little sister outside alone for more than a few seconds and always keep an eye on her. We have a fenced in yard, so it should be fine, right? I say, keep playing, I'll get some hot cocoa. And little sister says, yay! Cute piece of crap, a kid I knew well but never had the pleasure of meeting. As I make the hot chocolate, I hear little sister crying. I just figured one of the four snowmen fell over or something like that. I say, little sister, calm down and come here, the hot cocoa's ready. She doesn't come and doesn't stop crying, but then I hear laughing. I step outside, freezing cold with no coat. There were three kids all around my age. One of the one I call from school, PH1, PH being for poop head, the others will be two and three. The snowman was destroyed, sticks and scarves thrown everywhere, but that wasn't important. Poophead one says, Well, isn't it Humpty Dumpty? Is this your dad? Asking little sister. Little sister doesn't answer, and I guess Poophead one doesn't like that. He slaps slash pushes my little sister down with a strike to the face. Her nose all red, she falls and hits her head on the sidewalk and starts screaming. At first, my heart stopped. My first thought and biggest fear was brain damage. I rushed over to little sister and tried to pick her up to take her inside and call an ambulance. Poophead 1, 2, and 3 walked up behind me without noticing. I was too distracted. As I start to lift her, Poophead 2 grabbed my arms, causing me to drop little sister, luckily into the soft snow this time. 
I say, let go of me, you freak, she's hurt. As Poophead 2 held me, Poophead 3 picked up a pile of snow and just piled it on my little sister's face. By now, my little sister wasn't screaming, it was a weak whimper, and I was scared she was going to die. Black. Most people say they see red, or time slows, but not me. I knew exactly what I was doing. It was like I was watching it on TV. I bit Poophead 2 on the thumb drawing blood. He yells as he lets go and jumps back. I lunge forward. Now, I'm fat. I'm 6 foot on the dot and about 330 pounds. But I also played football my whole life and knew how to use my size. I slam into Poophead 3 as hard as I could, taking him to the ground. I was on top of him and was bringing the hammer down. I don't really know how many times I hit him, but he lost teeth, shattered his nose, and lost eyesight in one eye. My knuckles were shredded raw, but I had so much adrenaline in me, I didn't feel it. In fact, the only reason I stopped was because I heard a thump. I didn't really hear it, I felt it. Then I felt liquid trickle down the back of my head. Blood. Poophead 1 had hit me over the head with a brick. Now, this hurt after the fight, but again, when I have adrenaline pumping through me, I feel nothing. I charged at him as he raised the brick again. He must not have expected my speed with my size because he jumped back and hesitated. I didn't. I slammed him into my dad's truck, parked on the roadside. He dropped the brick and I punched him in the gut. He bent over and I lifted my knee to meet his face. He falls to the ground. I pick up the brick. I walk beside him and put it on the sidewalk. I put his hand on the brick with no resistance from him. I stomped as hard as I could. He screamed louder than anything I've heard. I do the same with his other hand. Poophead 2, after seeing his buddies pummeled, ran. Turns out he called the cops and said I killed his friends. I walked over to little sister who was breathing, but it was weak. I called an ambulance, but the only thing I muttered was she's hurt and our address. When I hang up, I pass out. I woke up handcuffed to a hospital bed not knowing what happened. Apparently, I broke multiple bones in both my hands and needed stitches on the back of my head. My little sister was fine. She had just lost a lot of blood. Poophead 1, 2, and 3, not so lucky. The only thing I did to Poophead 2 was bite his thumb. I guess I didn't know that I almost bit his thumb off. Poophead 1 had serious hand injuries, needing multiple hand surgeries on each one. I later found out he lost three fingers and can't use his right hand. But Poophead 3 got the worst of it. He lost his sense of smell, lost eyesight in one eye, bit a hole in his tongue, fractured his jaw, lost multiple teeth, fractured his skull, and had major swelling on the brain in which he barely survived by the skin of his teeth. At least, the ones he has left. After a bit, a nurse came and checked on me, saw I was awake, and went to get a cop. The cop came in and asked me a bunch of questions, and I told the truth. I don't know, it was black. He then uncuffed me from the bed and said that they watched our security cameras and, while a bit excessive, I acted in self-defense of myself and others. Some might ask how I can describe the fight so well if it was all black. Unreal, like watching TV. Another good question would be about the beginning, where I said I enjoyed others suffering if they deserved it. To answer both those questions, I have the security recording. The police took the footage from the monitor, but the camera also gets sent to our phones. I love watching it. I've probably watched it a million times. I only have two regrets about the whole ordeal. I let Poophead 2 get away with only a small injury. My last regret? I don't think they suffered enough. The footage showed the fight lasted less than a minute and a half. I wish it would have been hours. I don't know what the outlook of these guys' lives will be after this point, but I can almost bet you that in the future, they're not going to make some foolish bullying mistake like that again. And to be fair, what they did, bullying, is a very, very, very light term. 
It's more like attempted murder. And our final story of the day is by ZWIT01. Think I'm an employee? I destroy your car. I live in a small town in the middle of the US that has a fairly big highway near it. This is okay, but cameras at most places don't work, such as gas stations and stoplights. Important for later. Now to the story. I just got done with my shift at the local grocery store, which is 5pm to 10pm, so it's dark at this point. Keep in mind I'm in a red shirt and black slacks. I threw my name in my cup holder and noticed I needed gas so I did just that and drove down the road to get gas. Nothing eventful to note till I put up the nozzle and see this new grey Honda Civic roll up with Oregon plates on it. I turn to go back around to get in my car when this Karen looking freaker honks her horn at me. I know something is about to go down due to prior knowledge of Oregon people. I look at her as she rolls down the passenger window. The conversation went like this. Case for Karen. Me is for, well, you know. Karen says, um, hello. I say yes. She says, if you don't mind getting off your lazy butt and getting me some darn gas, that'll be great. Now here's where it clicks. I remember that Oregon people have gas stations to be serviced and they can't pump their own gas. Now, I could have told her, I don't work here, lady. But you see, when you deal with crackheads for two hours, you have very little patience left at the end of it. To be honest, this woman just pissed me off just right for saying I'm lazy. I go to school, work farm jobs, and work 25 plus hours at my job. So I hatched a plan. I put on that fake smile that every retail worker knows so very well. Due to so much practice, and I continued the conversation. I said, oh, my bad, ma'am, let me get that for you. I walked over to her driver's side window, in which she promptly rolled her window down. Her car smelled like weed, like really bad. I say, what kind of gas may I get for you? She says, unleaded, I don't have the funds for that expensive stuff. I say, very well, ma'am, will that be cash, credit, or debit? She goes and looks in her bag and tosses out a credit card. She also just said her pin, nothing much, and calls someone on her iPhone. I put her card into the machine and did the whole transaction. Now everything is fine until you select the type of fuel to put into the car. Now I'm smiling to myself just thinking about how I mess her life up. I put diesel in her Honda. Oh boy would this be sweet to watch. She's oblivious to this cause she's just talking on her darn phone. Now it's not too important what she said, but she was going on about how she was trying to make it to a bigger town, but had to stop at this hick town because she was almost empty. She said that she should be at the east coast the next day and so on. The fuel stops and I placed the nozzle up and wished her a good day. The woman, still just talking on her darn phone, just ignored me and didn't care that I got into my car and drove about 300 yards away to watch this crap show happen. Then her key turned and the engine turns on and all I see is black smoke coming out of the exhaust pipes and her hopping out of her car and seeing what happened to it. I drove home laughing and knowing that the gas station had no working cameras. My face when I destroyed a 2019 Honda over a lady being rude. Having not been in New Jersey or Oregon before, hearing of these places where it's still mandatory to let somebody else fuel your vehicle up for you is always so weird to me. Makes me think of those old black and white 1950s clips where you see like four people come running out of the shop around the car to like wipe the hood and break out the gas nozzle and fill it up. That said, 
what I think here was kind of excessive. But I do think it's a really good example of why you should try to treat everybody with respect. Because you just don't know if somebody's already been having the worst day of their life, and they just might not be feeling their best, and you don't know what could happen. If this lady showed only slightly more respect, she probably wouldn't have gotten Diesel in her Honda. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.